listen, finding people, like-minded people to hike with is hard. You don't know what they're into. You don't know if they want to crush miles. They just want to leisurely stroll. You don't know if they're in it just to camp. So our friends at Art of the Trek are now organizing group trips where you can meet new people and have a comfortable and safe experience and have an excuse to get out hiking and camping more often. Please head over to buddies.artofthetrek.com and fill out a detailed form so you can find your great hiking and camping buddies in your area. Now, of course, right now we are practicing social distancing and taking solo hikes. However, we're all dreaming of summer and fall backpacking trips with friends, family, people you meet on Buddies. Art of the Trek is proactively gathering information now so that they can help you and others get back out there when the time comes. So please... Check out buddies.artofthetrek.com. Check out the link in the description. We are live. Another backcountry BSing here. So this is a this is a technical feat. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, this is a technical feat. This is the first one of these, other than the the live shows we've been doing on yeah. Fridays. The first one we're doing live with a virtual guest. Yeah, this is awesome. This so is the very first one. We have. Uh, uh, this will be fun. This will be Andy. Andy and I love food. Um, and so, what. We've been talking about how we want to get some some more educational yes. people. <laughs> so we're we're here to get schooled. So we have the the Instagram famous backcountry foodie, Aaron Owens Mayhew, registered dietitian, with us yes. to talk all things food, prepping food, nutrition. And everything in between. Yeah. And of course, backcountryfoodie.com. Backcountryfoodie.com. We'll put all the links to her stuff down in the descriptions. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Get to hey, be the, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is super fun. Um, we uh, So when we, we kind of talked to you a little bit on Instagram, and then I was reading, we, we've been following you on Instagram for a while. Yes. Because you post great pictures of food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Next to my husband. I'm not the photographer. Okay. <laughs> he does Mine a, are iPhone pictures. They're not pretty. <laughs> he, does, he does a great job. Uh, but then I started reading a little bit more about your story, and it's pretty interesting. So I'd, I'd like to start there if you can, because um, I know you through hiked the PCT right in 2017. I attempted to through hike it, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so you want backstory kind so, of like how back? Yeah, I want to know about. like start with how did you even decide to do a through hike? Like how did this all happen? Um, well, going back to 2017, actually in 2016, I had a midlife crisis. Um, I started doing some really odd things. I went on vacation for two weeks in the Philippines and Bali by myself. Um, oh, okay. I special ordered a luxury vehicle and I'm not a spender whatsoever. <laughs> so that was really odd. Like I did both of those kinds of things. I was like, and I was getting ready to turn 40. So I knew something was up. So it was just time and I was unhappy at work. I was commuting two hours each way. So it was just oh. one of those things. Two hours. Things just kept, yeah, Ooh. it was horrible. So it just one thing after another kept adding up. I was like, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'd been wanting to do the PCT for years and years, and this just seemed to be like the perfect time to take that break and do it. Yeah. Um. So I did. So on 2017, March 26th, my 40th birthday, I started. But to prepare for it, this is where Backcountry Foodie came about. Okay. Um, so I've always been an athlete too. So I've done long distance swimming, triathlons, running, trail running, all those things. So yeah. I know how to eat. Well, I try to eat well. <laughs> um, but I know how much food I should eat when I'm being and doing sports. Right. Um, so once I started doing the math, then I was like, there's no way physically I can carry that amount of food on my back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that there's going to be sometimes 10 day food hauls. Um, 
And then I knew too, I also didn't want to eat the through hiker typical food right? because that's not how I eat at home. So it's like, I'm not going to eat pop tarts and honey buns and ramen every single day. That's just not going to work. <laughs> Doesn't sound good to you? <laughs> <laughs> Months so, on end? <laughs> yeah. So that's it just, I was like, this isn't going to work and I'm not going to not finish the hike because I'm a dietitian and I didn't eat well. Right. So I was yeah, like, okay, yeah, I got to yeah. figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go home because I broke an ankle than not eat well. Yeah. Right. Um, so I started tinkering around with food. I never made my own food before. At that time, I was still kind of picking up Mountain House from time to time mm-hmm. because I was really going on short hikes. Um, so I started tinkering around with a bunch of recipes. Um, and lo and behold, I just started figuring it out and developed what I call ultralight meal planning, which is I make the food as light as possible, the most nutritious as possible. And that's what I started out with on the PCT. And everybody loved it. So they were yeah. super excited about it. Mm-hmm. People would, the funny story is, I would have people follow behind me and hope I would drop food in the hiking <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so, I'm like, but I'm most likely to eat it all because I prepared this very well and I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I did have people following me on Instagram to see where I was going to be from day to day. Oh my God, that's um, funny. Like, yeah, or they'd want to trade. They're like, I'll give you my Snickers if you give me whatever you've got here. So. Um, so that's how the PCT kind of food thing started. Right. Um, unfortunately I didn't get the through hike because I had a stupid shoulder injury. Okay. okay. Um, I was from Seattle, so not a lot of sunlight, a lot of rain and being in the desert, I was scared to death of the sun. So I had an umbrella, one of the silver reflective umbrellas yeah, yeah. Here against my shoulder and ended up giving myself a shoulder injury from Whoa. a silly umbrella. Really? <laughs> wow. You don't hear I that said, side of the story. No, no you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so mad. That's a uh, really like that's a really non-fun way to get off the PCT from your like, shoulder from injury your, your, from a from a chrome dome. Right. Like all right. those things. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was because I had zip tied it to my shoulder and it just ended up pushing on a nerve or something. Oh, so it okay. got to where the very last day I was carrying my purse. What? Well, I called it my purse. My backpack became a purse mm-hmm. on one side, and then I wrapped my tent um, footprint around me as a sling to hold my shoulder in place. So I then earned the trail name Sling. So okay. That's how that, nice. Okay. Uh, so then, because I was so stubborn, I was like, I'm not quitting. I've had 450 pounds of food at home. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I had five months worth of food that oh, I made. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was six 30 six gallon bins of food like oh, breakfast, wow. lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. I did it all. Wow. Um, we wow. had it all boxed up, ready to go. Um, so I got home, I rehabbed my shoulder, and then I jumped on the AT. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I ended up doing that. I started at Harper's Ferry because it was right about the time everybody was hitting that. The bubble was hitting midway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd been pulling really long miles at the PC tiers. So I thought, oh, I'll catch up with the A tiers. I'll be fine. Okay. But their 20-mile days are different from PCT mile days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah. yeah. So I just got drilled. Ended up tearing a quad muscle. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a tour of food still fine, still oh maintaining God. weight, eating really well. Um, so then I ended up having to go home after 500 miles and then just had to call it quits for the season. So that's that year, 2017. Wow. Yeah, it was a big year. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious, what were you do, What were you doing? I know you, you, you kind of dropped everything to through hike, but what were you doing before you did all this? What was I doing prior to? Yeah. yeah. Um, I had been a clinical dietitian. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Let's see, 2001. So that would have been like 15 years. I'd been a clinical dietitian, okay. Um, working in hospitals, outpatient clinics, all those kind of things. Okay. Um, and I'd actually planned. I was a ketogenic dietitian just before I left. Ooh, I, I, I want to. I want to talk about this. Not now, Uh-oh. but we'll, we'll come back to the keto stuff. <laughs> no, no, we'll come back to the. So, so okay, all right. So, so yeah. you were you were in clinical dietetics for 15 right. years, and then you decide f it. 
buy some nice cars, travel the world, and then hike hike these long trails? Is that basically what happened? Pretty much what happened. Hey, that's sweet. Being a very structured person, like having a same day every single day. Yeah. Um, That's cool, though. So so this is 2017. So then how did we get to backcountry foodie? Like you you stopped doing this, and and then what was the impetus to kind of start going all in with this? Did you just see like a need for this type of service while you were doing these hikes? I mean, I learned about it going in because I saw other people really struggling with it. So many people are losing weight. So I was like, well, I managed to actually maintain my weight and Mm -hmm. the mileage that I did. I'm good at this. This is what I love to do. So, and people were still really digging it. I was like, oh, I need your recipes. So when I got back, I wrote my first cookbook. Um, It was 50 recipes based on all those through hiking recipes. Um, So that was kind of stage one. And then the following year, I did the Oregon Coast Trail, um, completely stoveless. So then that was a whole other adventure in itself. Um, You put that on Instagram, didn't you? I think I remember seeing that. The Oregon Coast? Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. (laughs) I don't recommend it. I would. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. He was telling me you did that. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know you did it stoveless. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that either. I won't do that again. I won't (laughs) do the Oregon Coast or stoveless ever again. Okay. (laughs) um, When, wait, when was the Oregon Coast Trail? When did you do that? That would have been August of 2018. Okay, so the very next year. The very next year. Uh, so then what happened after that? So then after that, came back. Everybody's still loving everything. They're like, you really need to do more of this. I didn't want to go back to work yeah. <laughs> because I, like, I realized that I didn't miss my old job that I thought I really loved at right. all. So my husband and I talked about it. like, we got to figure this out. We need to make something into this. So then the following year, February 2019, he quit his job. Um, and to join in and help me move this to the next level. So, and that's also when we moved onto our sprinter van full time. Oh, we we want to talk to you about that. Yeah. We, we knew we we've been following you on Instagram for a while. We knew you went, you went van life hard. Yes. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah, so we moved into the van February of 2019. Um, and then we've just been working, working, working all this time. And now we unfortunately had to move out of it six weeks ago. So we're parked here in Florida where it's completely flat and hot. (laughs) Yes, yes. So you've been in the van full time since 2018? No, um, February, no, excuse me, April 1st of 2019. Oh, okay. Okay. So, wow. So a whole year. A year, yeah. Wow. Where, Where did you go in the van? Have you been all around? Oh, we've been from, we started out in Seattle is where we've been living. Came to Florida to finish it because it kept raining in Florida, or excuse me, kept raining in Seattle. So we came to my parents' house, spent two months every day to finish it, drove back to the West Coast, mm. <laughs> mixed around there. Then Christmas came, drove back to the Florida to have Christmas, drove back to oh the West my Coast. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then COVID hit, and we went back to Florida. Oh, are, are so, you, um, do, do you think you're going to do van life, like, for a while? Yeah. We've got some more projects coming up that we really need to keep our budget low. So in yeah. order to do that, we're going to stay in the van. And we haven't figured out where home base is going to be. Yeah. So that's part of it, too, is figuring out where we're going to stay. And we're not really sure yet. It's not going to be Florida? Not going to stay in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, van life is something to us that's very cool. Yes, yes. Um, it's a, it's do you, intriguing. Do you yeah. do a lot of backpacking while in van life? We would like to. Unfortunately, we've been so focused on the business yeah, that yeah. we, that's actually something this year we really made an effort to, we started the 52 hike challenge because we realized we were just driving all of these beautiful places in the country and never stopping long enough yeah. to appreciate them because we just worked, worked, worked. 
So this year we had decided to do 52 hike and we had actually gotten up to just before COVID, we'd already gotten up to 14. Um, so we were really staying on top of it and getting out and exploring. So, so, so prior to COVID, I mean, was, was backcountry foodie, was it going well and you're gaining subscribers and people it, like, was it, was it taking off? We had just started being profitable in March. Oh, <laughs> great timing. And then COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the, um, I want to talk to you about the growth of this business. Um, how has that been going? It's so you're, you're profitable now. That's good. Well, I mean, yeah. Other than this virus thing, right. um, where do you, where do you like see, I know you're starting to do some new things now. I want you to talk about that, but where do you, where do you see like the end state? Cause you started with kind of re- providing recipes, but that's, I mean, you're, you're, well, actually th- it might be good. Why don't you give us like a quick overview of like what type of services like backcountry yes, foodie we'll offers? There. We know. Yes, we know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell our viewers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like I said, well, originally we had the one cookbook, so then um, we ended up having some publisher problems, so we now have all those on an online platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two services. We have a 75 recipes platform where you sign up, you have access to 75 of our recipes, um, and actually I could jump on there and show you around um, the platform that we have. And then we have another one that's a full meal planning site where we give you those 75 recipes, plus every single week I give you two more brand new ones, never seen before anywhere else. Okay, cool. Um, so that happens and then whenever we're in magazines or blogs those things all those recipes get dumped in so it's going to be just this massive um register vault or whatever of um, recipes but we also offer all the meal planning things that you need do you need to know how many calories and protein do you need to know how to use a dehydrator um packaging like anything you need to know about meal planning is all dumped in there too i've got webinars we do web calls as a group two times a month too um so we get on and chat doing that um and I have videos in there. So it's just this massive resource um, that we're still building. Um, I, we, you've kind of talked to us a little bit about this, I think. But do you have plans to produce your own food? That's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Okay. Okay. Because that's... <laughs> that's it on delay. Okay. Um, um, like, are you talking like commercial kitchen? Like like freezer bag cooking? Like that? Yeah. That concept? That's okay, awesome. Nice. Yeah. So the plan is the plan is or was is to get the meal planning site up and running so then that would be funding the kitchen part right um so we're hustling to get all that done and hopefully all this is going to pick back up um and then we're looking at taking those favorite recipes that everybody loves producing those and selling them still in freezer bag cooking style Mm -hmm. um still super easy they're going to be inexpensive because i don't believe i'm paying nine ten twelve dollars for meal um so they're going to be inexpensive not fancy just and then I really love to do a resupply service for hikers too. Yeah, um, that is a that is a great idea. Um, I know I was reading about that. That is something that's ingenious, actually, because um, I don't think that exists, right? Um, there are a couple of companies that do it, um, but just I want to do it because I know the system and I know what yeah. a hassle it is. And yeah. then if people love our food, then the ideally what they're going to do is pick and choose what they want of our menu yeah, and yeah, then we'll yeah. dump it in a box and send it yeah. off kind of thing. You so. must have this is something we want to talk to you about. You must have <laughs> such good data on like the recipes people like the most. Like when they're out there. Um because so, so Andy and I we have um we've dabbled in dehydrating our own food. We're not pros at all. Sorry, had some troll maintenance to do. Oh nice. <laughs> it was bad. Okay. Oh. It always happens. 
Yeah. Oh, our, our mom's in here. <laughs> um, uh, Andy and I, we've dabbled in dehydrating, but we're not like great at it. Well, we we use the Nesco Snack Master, we saw, which is we all saw over your website. We saw that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what I use. Um, we we were talking about how she must have such good data on the like the meals people really like because we make meals and they're they're good, but they're not like what yeah. When we when we talk about dehydrating food, like a lot of people talk about like loss of flavor, and and I've read like you know over spice and that type of thing to make up for that. Is that a thing, or are we just doing it wrong? <laughs> Actually, I prefer to use all dry ingredients. I don't. I really only use really? my dehydrator for dehydrating single ingredients oh. um, because it's so much faster to just dump a bunch of things in a bag and out the door you go versus yeah. having to prepare it all fresh, wait 12 hours for it to dry, clean up all your mess, and then you have to break it all up. So I prefer to do just dry ingredients. How so. good does that van smell? <laughs> So one thing, yeah. one thing I always, and my, my wife knows this, like one thing that people don't know about dehydrating is like, so we, we dehydrate full meals cause we're lazy. And, <laughs> and now that she's saying that, I'm like, that does yeah, make way yeah, more yeah, sense yeah, to do what I, she's doing. I know. Um, but it makes the house like smell. It just smells like what you're doing. Like yeah. it smells like the meal. And I never realized that. So we were doing, <laughs> we did this like Buffalo chicken once, literally just canned chicken and Buffalo sauce. Like stupid simple and it made our entire house smell like a b-dubs so I can, <laughs> I can only imagine what that van smells like probably smells really good and then also if, if you're releasing new recipes all the time are you just constantly like in like a test kitchen like in your van just constantly right. like turning yeah. stuff out yeah yeah i have recipe development days is what i call it so oh, i'll cool. spend 10 to 12 hours just cranking them out wow usually once a week because I have all the other things that I'm working on too. But yeah, I usually have a really bad stomachache by the end of the day <laughs> because I've tasted so many different things. You have, I, I, you have testers, right? I've seen that on Instagram. Like you have people that they're, they like test your meals like on trail. Yeah. Well, last season I did. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping to have more this season. It just hasn't worked out. Yeah. So that's something that, yeah, I will do again because we're vegetarians. So I actually need carnivores to help us out oh, okay. um, yeah, because I sense. don't know what kind of meat or how much to add and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's something I'm looking into. Um, do, have you gotten into um, freeze drying at all? No, the freeze dryers are just so expensive. They're so expensive, right? And then, yeah, of course, being the nerdy dietitian, I've done all the numbers, and the the number of meals I would have to make to oh, make it worthwhile yeah. is just astronomical. Okay. Um, is, so, the, is the only advantage to that shelf life? Yeah. Okay. I think well, it's lighter too, but I use a lot of freeze dried ingredients. So, okay. I mean, if you're really liking making your own meals and freeze dry them, then that's the way to go because the shelf life is so much better. Um, but then again, I make dry ingredients food, so it's cheaper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, That's smart. Why haven't we been doing no, that? No, I know. That's <laughs> and, really smart. And, I, and the thing, too, is I, re I read like, one. We're, we're lazy. I know. I read one of your blog posts about, like, how, like, like dehydrating macaroni and cheese, and it's like cook the noodles, then dehydrate the noodles, and then keep the, the packet of stuff separate. That's smart. I think I read that right. Did I? I'm trying to remember which. It was one of your blog posts. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Because you have to rehydrate the noodles by themselves. And then it was probably a pesto. It's probably my garlic parmesan pesto. Um, I think is what I have a YouTube video for. Um, yeah, so, and that's what I do too. I make huge batches of pasta and dehydrate them, and it'll last me an entire season. So oh. you only do it once, and then you don't have to do it again. Um, but yeah, so you keep the pasta separate and then you dump it out, the water out, then you put in your toppings or cheese, whatever it is and stir it up, then you're done. So your van must be filled with dehydrated food. It's actually pretty funny. Half of our, our garage is all foodie stuff. Actually, maybe even three quarters oh, okay. of it. 
Um, okay. I have, let me think, one, two, three, yeah, three 30 gallon totes. One wow. completely filled with just ingredients, another one with all my gear, and another one with like dehydrator and vacuum sealer and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so wow. it's truly a food vehicle. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. We, uh, we tried vacuum sealing briefly once. And well, it's just like when you try to vacuum seal pasta, you know. It's also like we we when we dehydrate, like we're dehydrating for our trip in a couple of weeks, so like we don't care about shelf life. It's like whatever, just throw in a bag. Um, I'm I'm curious though, what? Because uh, okay, so this is a question for you. People ask us this all the time, and we don't really. We just give them like a ballpark answer. Yeah, the shelf life. What is the shelf life of your standard, like not freeze dried, not even vacuum sealed? What is the shelf life of a standard just dehydrated meal? And that's a little more complicated. <laughs> it completely depends on the ingredients. So, so if it's completely fat-free, it's going to last a year or two. Depending okay. on your storing it, it's going to last even longer. Um, I use a lot of nuts in mine, so those shorten to about six months if you're not freezing it. And then I use a ton of Parmesan cheese. Um, so if you put that in the bag um, initially, then it's like a month or two if you're lucky. Um, so I've gotten to where now I just carry the Parmesan cheese and put it in at the time I'm eating it. Yeah. So the rest of the meal can be good for like a year or so instead of that short period of one to two months. So that's on the, sh so on the short end of the spectrum, is it really one to two months? The cheese is really funky. Okay. After a month. Yeah. So like self-stable Parmesan cheese. I learned that on the AT. That was really disappointing. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, um, I have a question for you as, uh, someone who, I was, I was actually a PhD student in human nutrition for two years. True story. I've always been told that the issues with the fat is the, is it the rancidification of the fat? Is that why it goes bad? Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I thought it was, but I've never actually confirmed that. I was going to yes. research it the other week, but we, you're coming on. I'm like, I'll just ask her. <laughs> no waste of time. <laughs> does it, now, does it, another question along those lines is when that happens, is it, is the badness of that food, like it tastes bad or is it bad for you or is it both? It's not going to hurt you. Okay. That was my question. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. It just tastes bad, smells bad. Okay. Okay. So and then it's we, just going to make the experience not all that fun. If you're really looking forward to your meal at the end of the day okay. and you open it up and it's like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> have you, have you, in your testing of these things, of your testing of shelf life, have you, have you found like, have you had some meals go, go that way? And like your testers have been like, oh my God, that, does that happen? <laughs> Testers, not, but myself, yes. Um, again, going on the AT, I thought I was doing an awesome job buying nuts out of the bulk bin because they're cheaper that way and they're really good for you. But okay. once by the time I ate them, four months later, they'd gone rancid. I mean, they were just funky. Um, so I'll never buy bulk bin nuts anymore because you don't know how they could have already oh, been there five or yeah, six months. Yeah, yeah. What, so, what what is the oh sorry I mean, so when we're talking about like storing like so, so let's say we we dehydrate something and now we want to store it. What's the best way to store it, assuming we're not freezing it? Like, what's, what's good question? What's the what's the proper way to do that? So, cool, dark, dry. Okay. Anywhere you can put it, in a cool, dark, dry place. Um, all my stuff goes in just a plastic tote because most of the time you've got it in Ziploc baggies that are see through. So all my stuff mm -hmm. when I, I don't have a lot of well at home at our house I didn't have a lot of freezer space so I put it in a thirty gallon plastic tote. It was dark. Put it in a closet where it's dry and relatively cool. So and it lasted just fine. Um, another, another question I had, because I'm always, I'm, I'm always paranoid about, <laughs> I'm always paranoid about this. So we always take our food, either, whether we dehydrate it or we buy it at a mountain house or anything, we always put it in a freezer bag and then we pour the boiling water in the freezer bag and oh, eat it out of that. Is this a BPA question? Is this, is this not something we should be doing like from a food safety standpoint? 
I haven't researched the BPA thing, but it's probably not good. Okay. Um, <laughs> We've been doing that for years. <laughs> I've been doing it for years. And like, what I was going to say. Like, can you buy, like, I'm assuming, can you, you can buy like food safe bags to, to oh, do this in? That? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, this is my bag. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've got these. These are from a commercial restaurant store. Okay. And they're BPA free. Oh. Um, and I really like these because you can see there's a zipper top. Yeah. But you feel the food in the bottom. What? So the food oh. actually, when you're feeling it, goes in the Oh, and then you seal way. it. Oh, oh okay. I see. Then you seal it. Oh, and then okay. you seal it here. And then when you're ready to eat, you tear off the top and eat from up here. So when you're done, you just zip it back up and it's not a mess. Do you use a vacuum sealer for that? I do. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so if you're vacuum sealing, and this is one of my other tricks that I was going to say when filling them up is, or even zipper bags, is I put a plastic yeah. cup, I oh, cut the bottom smart. off. And then you just put it in the bag. Yeah. And it keeps the bag open because it never fails that the bag falls on you. So then they just, oh. I usually put like three or four of these in a row. And that's what I was saying. Dry ingredients are faster. You just yeah. do like milk, 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 cheese, 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 oh, you know. And it only takes a couple seconds. Oh, that's so. smart. That's so much more efficient than what we do. So, so, um, so I, I clean up the mess of kitchens. <laughs> what? Um, okay. And I know that this very like there's so much variability person to person where you're hiking, what the nutritional needs of each person is. But like, if we're if we're hiking like I don't know like weekend warrior style, maybe maybe eight to ten miles a day. Like how many how many calories roughly should we and be aiming for? And she's a sports for? dietitian yeah. too. Yeah, it's perfect. I knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I know, but there's a lot of there's a, there's some questions I, related to this uh, in the chat. I would additionally like to add how many grams of protein do you think we should be getting? That's an easy answer. Okay. Um, okay. 1.2 grams per kilogram. Okay. So there's 2.2 pounds in a kilo. So if you figure out the math, um, that's typically what a hiker would need. Okay. Um, now, if you're going to be a mountaineer climbing Denali or Everest or something, you bump it up. But most typical hikers doing the things that most of us do, it's 1.2 grams per kilo. Okay. Um, an average day, just an adult, is 0.8 grams per kilo. Okay. Um, and once you start doing the math, it's not nearly as much as you think it is okay. uh, for how many calories and what you weigh. And also to keep in mind, people think that you need a lot of protein for muscle. Your body can only use 20 grams at a time. So as long as your meals have 20 and your snacks are close to 20, then you're going to meet it by the end of the day because we all end up eating so much food. Yeah. Um, that protein's not usually that big of a deal. So how many calories? Okay, so we'll, we'll make it easier for you. So okay. how much do you weigh? I weigh 191 and I'm 6'1". And how, how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. So... In, at the 10 mile day, and let's say you're doing a thousand feet of climbing. Yeah, Ohio, thousand feet. Thousand feet of climbing. How many calories? Like, <laughs> just for a random. Like just, just like, just like, uh, rough ball it for us. Like, how many? Like, <laughs> three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. No, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> and two thousand. I can't. I can't give you a rough answer. So the best thing to do is, do you know how many calories you eat at home on a regular day? I bet you do. Probably like, probably anywhere from like. 12 to 1500 right now. Okay. He's in a deficit. Yeah. So I would definitely look at what you eat on a regular day. And then if you can think back to the, like the last time you packed something Mm -hmm. for a backpacking trip, add up those calories and say, figure out, did you feel good? Did you feel bad? And then you make adjustments from that because I, to be honest, I haven't used calculations in so long. I'm embarrassed to say this. I've forgotten them (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many variables. Like you said, yeah. Is that, I mean, both of you guys, you might be on the same um, track, but one might have a slightly heavier pack. One might move a little faster. 
you know, yeah, you're both true. doing the same distance. So, and one might be more fit. I don't know where you live. One might be used to living at flat area, whereas another one is oh, more fit because they've been living we, in the mountains. We couldn't be more flat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, or there's temperature, then there's altitude. I mean, there's yeah. so many variables. Um, the, the, the advice I give people is just track it once or twice and see how you feel. And then you just adjust based on that. And then once you kind of tune it in yourself, then you just do that over and over again. Um, because my PCT, AT and Oregon coast were the same mileage, but completely different calorie levels. Yeah. Same weight, same height, you know, same, roughly same temperature, but on the OCT, I did 3,500 PCT, 5,000 and oh, AT wow. 6,000 plus. Wow. I mean, huge difference. 6,000 plus on the AT? 6,000? Yeah. Plus I was starving. So yeah. we, are you... Good Lord. I, 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 I can't even picture that, but I imagine like you're just walking like, and eating, all day, walking, every and eating day? walking and eating. Yeah, it was like, yeah, walking all eating every day, all day. Six, I would easily do like thousand calorie meals and then I would eat every hour going up and then I'd eat again before bed. Um, it was a lot of food, <laughs> but I was starving, so it really wasn't that big a deal. Um, and one of the things I do too is I drink a lot of my nutrition, which makes it a lot easier. Okay. That's smart. Um, so that way, if I don't even feel like stopping, I keep them in my hip belt pockets. So just in the bag, I throw some water in it, chug, and then you keep going. And I just down four or 500 calories in a matter of a few seconds. I was going to ask you what strategies you had to eat. Eating 6,000 calories a day sounds like it's difficult. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, because you always hear people like drinking olive oil or like just eating <laughs> the cans of peanut butter, you know, but the liquid thing is super smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's a question for you. So one thing Okay, so you've been on both of these long trails. You've seen you've been seeing people eat out there. <laughs> I'm always under the impression from my experience seeing people backpack that most people eat like shit. <laughs> are, <laughs> it, would you agree with that? Like are um, do, do you think people hike through hikers, hikers in general are getting what they need out of your standard grab and go mountain houses and is that what you mostly saw people eating out there? That's mostly what I saw people eating. Okay. And actually, when I got back, I did a YouTube video comparing three different diets. So that's actually a really good thing to go back and look. I did the nutritional comparison of what a standard typical diet is. I did one of what someone else considered an ultralight diet, and then I did mine. Mm -hmm. And I was really shocked at like the nutritional difference of them um, and the weight of all those. So if you just put a little effort into it, then you can actually meet all your nutrition needs. Okay. Um, vitamins, are like the one that I had done, it was one of my 5,000 calorie diets. I met everything except for selenium, which is kind of a really odd thing not to meet. Um, but was the other through hiker, he was eating um, black, no, what was he eating? Refried beans, Fritos, a bag of granola, and Snickers bars. Wait, and was this one of your articles? I feel like I read this. Was it was one of our YouTube videos. Oh, there's an article on your website that's almost almost pretty much identical to that, where you're comparing like uh, different through daily through. Oh hiker. yeah, it could be. Yeah, that was very interesting too. Um, and one thing, the, the the crux of that question was, I, I always I w I'm curious if like if if micronutrients are an issue in the classic through hiker diet. Like, I don't know, like nobody cares about micronutrients, well, micronutrients being like your vitamins, your well, minerals, that kind of stuff. Well, you hear all these through hikers that are taking like multivitamins a day. I guess that's probably, a, a, but, but I think if you, if you have a good enough diet, would you agree if you have a good enough diet, which most people probably don't have, you'll probably be fine. Well, even if you just through, I mean, just looking at my food that I make, it's even hard enough to get all the vitamins and yeah. everything in it because the portions of fruits and veggies just aren't nearly as yeah. much as you would normally eat at home. Um, so I take a multivitamin. 
But for the folks that don't take one, there's actually, I think a girl last year went off because she was iron deficient. Yeah. I mean, that's something that could have easily been prevented had she have known whether she would have taken a multivitamin or paid a little more attention to it. Um, I mean, just stuff like that, it's better. That's preventable. I mean, like I said, breaking your ankle, you can't do so much about it. Food, you can actually do something. Um, Would you say? And just based on people getting interested in the things that I do, I think it's changing. Yeah. Because they're more aware now that they can eat better and not necessarily rely on the old style of food. So. Would you recommend people who are hiking for long periods of time, everyone should take a multivitamin? As a question. I would say so. Okay. I, mean, I don't, I don't do that. I'm not allowed to prescribe. No, no, no. Yeah. You are yeah. a dietitian, so I'm allowed to ask you those questions, and, and I, I, <laughs> I want you to answer. Just but, to be safe and cover yeah. everything, if you're not really eating a complete diet, I mean, it's, I eat one, I use one every day at home anyway. So being a vegetarian, I just cover myself. Okay. What? This is uh, this is one thing. Hold on. There, there's there's some good there's some good stuff going on. Is there the is there some other we should we? Yeah, I thought the, 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 excuse me. Um, what about our moderator? Yeah. I thought you wanted me to wait. <laughs> wow, we're having a good conversation here. Well, yeah. Well, All right, for one more question for me, and then we'll go okay. to the audience. One, I just, is entertaining for me. What is like the worst, like what is the biggest negative, what's the biggest issue you see with people eating out on the trail right now? Like what you see this, and you're like, God, that's just not what you should be doing. Just like too many carbs and sugars. Yeah, like what? what is it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Too many many carbs and sugars um, and just not eating enough. Um, Thinking they're eating enough and not realizing that it's maybe even a half, if not that much, that they're eating. And that's why they're feeling bad. And then they just get in this cycle to where they can't catch up. Um, And then you end up losing weight and then you lose muscle mass. And then you just, I mean, you push because we're all stubborn hikers and you keep pushing Mm. through it. But you could feel so much better if you just ate a little bit better and you'd be finished so much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely a, uh, people definitely do not know that you should be eating five, 6,000 calories a day. If you know, Potentially yeah. I, I, but on the I, AT. I guess once you get that hiker hunger, hunger, you know, and you see all these through hikers, ever, like, hiker like, hunger, just, everyone's just malnourished. But it's just like, but, but the interesting thing is like, okay, I'm going to eat this honey bun because this thing weighs X amount and it's like 500 calories. So they're not thinking about like where those calories are coming right. from. Um, Okay, right. my second last and, question. Hold on, and, I, and I'm surprised. But are you eating any honey buns? Like, <laughs> you gotta have some guilty. No, pl- like, what's no, your guilty stickers. pleasure food? Okay, oh, all right. And you have a yes. war against pop tarts too. Yeah. Oh, you saw that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. We're taking stances. <laughs> I love it. What is so so? Yeah. Are, so would you say Snickers are like your guilty pleasure, like classic hiker food? Oh yeah, they go in my bag all the time. I'm okay. not ashamed of it. If, if, if you're if you're feeling so, you're saying they're healthy and we should be eating them. Well, no. Protein, carbs. Yeah, it's so, got it all. Yeah, so if you're so if you're getting that sweet tooth on the on the trail, like Snickers or something like that, that's getting that's giving you other stuff as well. That's probably like a good alternative if you wanted some sweets or something like that. Right. I actually I call it combination foods is kind of what I try to encourage okay. people to to do is in every bite try to get a carb, protein, and a fat. And if you get that in every single bite of your food, you're going to be fine. Instead okay. of only eating carbs or only eating sugar, then you're able to actually eat less food if you eat all of those things at one time. Um, if that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. I keep saying one more, but one more for me. No, no, let's keep going. This, <laughs> okay. this is, uh, this right, is, oh, we've so, never had somebody smart. So that's <laughs> true. Oh, hold on. Let me, oh, let me back that up. Hold on. No, no, no. We have plenty of Just smart people. Blanket statement <laughs> shitting on all of our podcast guests. All right. No. So... 
and this gets back to something I mentioned earlier in this podcast. So when I was in grad school, I was, I did a bunch of research. I was in nutritional biochemistry for a couple of years and then I left. Um, I hated it. But when I was in that, I was studying things related to the ketogenic diet. So, and I, my wife and I, we, because I was studying it, we did the ketogenic diet. We didn't do it nearly long enough to get in like true nutritional ketosis, all that stuff. But I always thought that other than the fact that the food is an issue, but I always thought it made sense to me from a calories per weight standpoint to potentially from an energy metabolism standpoint that the ketogenic diet might be a good diet for hikers. Is that true or false? I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this. No, it's fine. No, take a stance. It'll come to no, us. You can shit on it. It's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, not a good idea. Um, primarily because you're going to deplete your glycogen stores, which is yes, where your absolutely. carbs come from for energy. Um, so if you're just doing really low intensity, you're probably going to be fine because you're going to burn the fat calories and use those calories for energy. But as soon as you take a step going up any elevation, anytime your heart rate's going to go up, yeah. anytime you do that, you need that extra carbs to push. Um, and if you've already, you haven't, um, I guess preloaded those because you're not eating carbs and you have nothing to push with. Um, so for hikers that are doing those kind of things, I think it's a bad idea. I also thought it would just be hard from a practicality standpoint in terms of bringing food. Like if I was coming to you and I was like, you know, screw you, I'm going to be ketogenic. How hard would it be to prep and take like, because when I think of the classic hiker food, you think of pasta, you think of rice, rice, you think of carbohydrate dense foods. But then, you know, she talks about nuts, cheeses, like would it, my thing, like, how hard would it be to through hike a trail and be keto in terms of resupplying with food and getting all that? Like, would it be impossible? Um, I think nutritionally being nutritionally sound. Yes. Yeah. Because the amount of fat you're getting, you're not getting that nutrition in it. Actually, my diet is extremely high fat. That's how I keep the weight of it down. Yeah. Um, it's not keto because I'm meeting all the carb needs, but like I said, you don't need as much protein as you need. Most people think. Yeah. So by the time I do carbs and protein, all those leftover calories are from fat. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, actually I have pretty fattening meals, um, and they work well, but then I'm also getting in 300 grams of carbs per day. So, okay. Um, I don't know. Keto, they have different carb levels. Some I know go down to 20. Some still do 100. Yeah. Some don't count fruit. Some don't count vegetables. There's just this variety of keto all over the place. But yeah, I think logistically it would be really hard to do. Um, have you ever tried a ketogenic diet? Yes. I did it when I was a keto dietitian okay. because I was sense. making my kids eat all this that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, I should probably do what I'm preaching. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that that's um, exactly why we did it. We did 50 grams of carbs a day. We didn't. I had some psychos that did 20. That just seemed, yeah. I don't even, I did 20. That is insane. Could, yeah. Cause my kids, they got that low. Um, and for weight loss, it does work. Yes. But, absolutely. I, I, but I do believe it works because you're satisfied. Dude, at 20 because, grams a day, if you stare at a piece of bread, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm serious. But so, yeah, the food's so satisfying that you just, I just found that I didn't snack all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of eating like low fat carbs that yeah. you're hungry in another hour, you eat more often. That so is, if you have this satisfying meal, then you just eat less and you lose weight. That is without a doubt. The first thing I noticed was you feel fuller for longer periods of time. You don't, you don't get these, you, your hunger doesn't like right. go like waffle up and down it was really bizarre but and like i remember we did it and i thought i was like i thought drinking would get me but like no we drank wine like we didn't drink beer we didn't but what got me was when we did go drinking the next day 
like I'd be hungover and I'm like, I, I need some Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat, I can't eat some steak right now. Yeah. I can't eat an avocado. And it was just like, I don't know, but I, we, I was studying it. So I'm like, I gotta do it. I gotta try it. I made my wife do it with me. Let me, let me give you a hypothetical situation. Let's, let's say you were, you were about to run a marathon and the day before you decide to carb load with a whole loaf of white bread. <laughs> we know people that have done this. That's why we asked. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on and that? And that's not hyperbole. An entire loaf of bread, which is what, probably a couple thousand grams of carbs? Uh, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, you can only store so much. Right, for- <laughs> right. Bryce, right. Bryce yeah. you better be listening yeah, to this. Yeah, Bryce, buddy. I hate, yeah, he's, he has run like a 327 marathon. No, I know, I know. The, I know. He, he did eat an entire like loaf of bread the day before. And I was like, dude. Come on. I don't wow. Know. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of good questions. Okay. All here. right. I'll stop hogging her. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Wait. Hey, we got our podcast helper, uh, Allie. Hey. Hello, everyone. Okay. So um, are there any comments, questions? Uh, yeah. So first on comments, Jaffo and Mark Cummings both said that food saver bags and Ziploc bags are BPA free. Okay. I didn't know that. All right. That's good. Makes oh. me feel better. First question, your mom asked. This is our um, mom, not your mom, our mom. <laughs> are uh, nuts your go-to protein source or cheese as a vegetarian? Good question. Lot, yes. So nuts, cheese, beans. Um, I do a lot of garbanzo beans. I'm looking at my things here. Ooh, um, we do a lot beans. of that, a lot of nut butters. Um, mm, what else do we do? So I think those are primarily what they are. Okay. Good question. Thanks, mom. Here's uh, a Here's a tough one. Okay. Um, All right. Chris, Stumper. Krista Mathias says, as a reactive hypoglycemic, having to balance glucose levels on trail can be super challenging. Mm-hmm. What low glycemic meal suggestions would you recommend for hypos Ooh. and type 1 diabetics? Wow. Great question. That sounds really technical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and great question. diabetes in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a good answer, unfortunately. So, uh, but the, the question was, if I understand it, what... What what foods will control like control your blood sugar? Is that how I read into that? What? Reactive hypoglycemic, right? Um, low glycemic. Well, two, I think glycemic oh, what? Index. low glycemic meals. Okay. And glycemic index. Um, what I read recently is they don't even. There may be somebody else there has something better, but um, my understanding most recently is that they don't look into it as much because there's so many other variables that go on. Um, it has to do with even the temperature of the food, um, the way it's sense. prepared. Yeah. So it's all these things. You could eat a low glycemic index food, but if you're not eating it in a certain way, then it's actually not going to do what you want it to do. Um, so that some of the sports dietitians that I've talked to, um, Nancy Clark in particular, doesn't believe in glycemic in- index anymore. Um so that's the only answer I have. But as for type two diabetes, I unfortunately I haven't worked with those guys in over twenty years, so okay. I don't have a good answer. That's um, good. All right, we stumped her. And for, <laughs> for people for people listening, because I always I always heard this for so long until I researched knew what it was. But glycemic index, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's a measure of how quickly a food ri- raises your blood sugar. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And I and what I'll tell you, and I preach this, what blew my mind. When I looked at the reference foods for glycemic index and what was, there were two things at the top that were hundreds and one was granulated sugar and the other was white bread. Is that yeah, true? It's so processed. I, yeah. I was like, bread is, is raising my blood sugar as much as table sugar? Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, it's processed. It's There's the fiber is completely gone. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So if you have more fiber, so, your blood sugar won't, yeah, won't raise. Yeah, if it's whole grain quickly. and yeah. fiber and all those kind of things, it slows down your blood sugar. 
Oh man. When I saw that, I was like, Oh my God, I can't, eat, I can't ever eat white bread again. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined it for me. Um, all right, Allie, any, yeah. okay. Yeah. What we got um, next one. Jake Papiano asked, are any nutrients lost after the food is dehydrated or freeze dried? That's a good question. Great question. Uh, yes? Vitamin C is the number one, um, primarily Whoa. because of shit. I did not know this. <laughs> wow. Wait. Yeah. Sorry, vitamin sorry. C, it, it oxidizes the heat, um, ah, causes it to, so, and then the other B vitamins too, but vitamin C is the number one. Oh, I did not know that. That Dang. makes sense. So the heat will oxidize it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a great yeah. question. I always just say when we, de- so when we dehydrate food, because we, we just kind of half-ass it. We lose a lot of flavor. <laughs> I didn't know we were just we eating sludge. We were, yeah. <laughs> we're eating nutritionless sludge. Yeah, but freeze-drying, it actually um, will save 97% of it. So if you are able to purchase oh, freeze-dried ingredients, okay. you'll maintain all that. So okay. dehydrating can be up to 50% loss. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big difference. That just blew my mind. <laughs> that sucks for me. Okay, uh, one other one? Okay, yes. yeah. Okay, Mark Cummings asks, what's the daily limit a human can process per day? Not clear limit on Of what? calories? Uh, I'm assuming calories. Mark, you might want to be be a little bit more specific, Mark. <laughs> we'll assume calories. But, or maybe right maybe now. protein, too. I don't know. I think we were talking about generally about nutrients. I don't know. Like, if is there, a, is there like a you max out at this? Is that the question? Kind of how I interpreted it. Yeah, calorie-wise, it's my understanding what I read more recently is 20, 250 calories per hour, I think, is max that your oh, body can actually do. Great answer. Metabolize. Oh. So that comes out to 6,000 calories. I just did the math. If you eat every hour for 24 hours. <laughs> so but so so 250 calories an hour, I did not know that. That's kind I believe of that's right. Max, I'd have to go back max and check. Max intake? But. Interesting. Oh. Uh, people, Lower than I thought. People who don't exercise eat a lot more than that. You yeah. think about it, 250 calories an hour? Yeah. It's not like that many calories. No, it's not. It, That's not at all. Wow. Yeah. This is a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other questions? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if this is a serious question, but Restless Outdoors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our buddy. This is our buddy. <laughs> he asks, how nutritious is a spam boat? I don't know. How nutritious is. is spam? I, I actually, I see people eat all the time. I've never had it. I guess as a vegetarian, maybe you're biased. But like, well, what is the deal with spam? Have, I've never even looked at a can. No. <laughs> that's probably that's probably a good answer. I've I've, I've tasted it once. It's I've tastes like a hot dog. Yeah, we tasted it once, um, just because I'd never tasted it. And people, you see it on the trail all the time. And I'm like, I don't get it. Some people are obsessed with it. It can't be that nutritious, though. No, it's it's probably processed and lots of additives to preserve it i guess yeah I don't know. gross um all right any anything yeah, else yeah okay. one more um david ebby asked um what's your opinion on sprouting nuts grains and seeds in hemp bags while on the trail <laughs> oh, is that a real thing <laughs> is that a thing yeah Sprouts, so you can, you can yeah. grow them. You can grow them with you. Okay, wait. Yeah, yeah, it is a thing. I haven't done it myself, but it is a thing, and oh. I know people do it and seem oh. to do really well with it and enjoy doing it. So, but I've never done it myself. Oh, that I have this like a vision of like you have a garden on the top of your <laughs> like, like a microgreen <laughs> yeah. garden. Yeah, and if you're doing the if you're doing the PCT, <laughs> like all the sunlight. Great idea. Yeah. 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 So like growing microgreens as you're hiking. That's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Um, are there any other questions right now? Um, this one was answered in the chat, but it might be good to plug if you could just mention the name of your book again. Oh, yeah. 
And actually, it's no longer available. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. Yeah, everything that was in the book is now on our online platform. Oh, oh so it's available. Okay. So it's so available, it's available but, it's, yeah. but okay. it's in a different format okay. now. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. Um, any other questions, Allie? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. okay. They're what, coming in. So you, yeah, coming you in. had a whole table full of goodies that you showed <laughs> yeah, us right before you we came. You want to do some show and yeah, tell? Do you, have, do you have something interesting that you would like to show off or something that... that is maybe a good discussion point that we haven't talked about yet? Um, well, I think the one using my zip top bag is kind of helpful. The filling up the bags that is yeah, really helpful. helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Well, in talking about kind of the way I design foods, people are really shocked by how small it is. I don't know if you can whoa, see this. Whoa, is my whoa, what is that? Bean. This is my black bean dip. And that is here's very an ink small. <laughs> That's very wow, small. Wow. How, so how many calories is in that? 675. What? Yeah. <laughs> that looks good. And a bag of Fritos. It's just black bean dip, a cold soak. You just had, I think there's, I had to look it up, two ounces of water, and it's ready in like 15 minutes. So, and this has 23 grams of protein in it. So it has the right amount of protein that you can. What, you what are we doing with our it. lives? You have got to start selling yeah. this. <laughs> what are you we doing with this? This is one of the favorites. <laughs> is there, is there, is there a, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to. No. Do you, have any more, do, you any, do you have any more foods? Yeah. Like other comparison. Like the other comparison is, I shouldn't show the name of this, but um, here's the other comparison of our chickpea, our chana masala kind of mix, and here's um, backpackers oh, pantry. Oh, wow. So this Wait, has oh. 800 calories in it, and this has, I had to look it back up, 750. So wow. you have this enormous bag for like, I don't know, seven or eight bucks. Yeah. This costs $2. Wow. And all it is is dried chickpeas, some herbs and spices, and lemon powder. That's all it is, dumped in a bag. Wow. Instead of doing this. You have so, got to start I mean, It's really that, that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that is awesome. Um, but yeah, what else you got? It's fun. <laughs> we've, never, we've never done show and tell with our show guests. Show and tell. Yeah. yeah. My other favorite tool for the kitchen is a spice grinder. Okay. Okay. You use a spice grinder? Looks like a coffee grinder. It's I a coffee a, grinder. I okay. have a coffee grinder. Yeah. Um, for grinding like freeze dried fruits and vegetables. Okay. So you can make powders into them. So oh. lots of times they don't rehydrate as well, but you want the flavor as I grind them. And then it gets the flavor and it rehydrates like instantaneously. Oh. Um, and same thing with nuts. I'll make nut powder out of them. Like yogurt. I have freeze dried yogurt that I love, but it doesn't rehydrate. And that comes in little chips. Mm -hmm. So I dump it in here, grind it up, and then it immediately rehydrates. So anytime oh. I want to speed up hydration, I put it in my grinder. Oh, that's that's genius. So this is this, a, this I use is, all the time. This, <laughs> this is excellent. I never thought about like, that. Yeah. Like for, I didn't, I didn't even know freeze dried yogurt existed. That's, oh, yeah. It's delicious. That's sweet. That's one of my breakfast is freeze dried yogurt, granola and some freeze dried berries and it's, that's what i normally eat at home as a um, yogurt granola and berries that's so. kind of ironic because i'm getting ready i i went i went through a phase where i made my own yogurt this is a true story now you can break it up and and uh, i'm getting ready to make a batch probably tomorrow so i can't freeze dry it though i don't even know how did, you, did they just stick yogurt in freeze I mean, is, that, is it just yeah, that just, oh and yeah it works. they just take regular yogurt dob, put it in little dobs on the and they dry okay. it. Okay. So outdoor we've, pantry sells it. That's where I get it from. Okay. We've never gotten into the freeze dry thing. Cause I know there's like, there's like, we've been eating out there and we're like, man, it'd be great to have some sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> some, and they, I know they make freeze dried sour cream and like stuff like that. And we've never like looked into freeze dried stuff. But we definitely need to. There's a basic question about that. Actually. Um, Steven Smith asks, what's the difference between freeze dried and dehydrated? Good, good question. question. 
Um, well, we talked about the nutrition part. So the difference, the dehydrated retains about 50% of the nutrition, freeze-dried being 97%. Um, dehydrated still has moisture in it, even though it's dry. Yeah. It's still, fruit still has about 20% moisture in it, and vegetables still have about 10% moisture. Um, so it's not completely dry, which makes it heavier. Um, of course, dehydrated is less expensive because you can do it yourself versus freeze-dried. Right. Um, but there's, I use some freeze-dried things just because the dehydrated doesn't rehydrate very well. Um, like corn, I only use freeze-dried corn because dehydrated corn, I never get it to rehydrate very well. Yeah, just like um, mushy little like tiny mush, specks. Yeah. yeah. And same thing with peas. I don't dehydrate peas. I only use freeze-dried peas. Um, but then there's a vice versa. I can't stand freeze-dried tomatoes. I only use sun-dried tomatoes. So I mm. use a combination of all everything. Can you dehydrate dairy products? You're not supposed to. People do, but you but shouldn't. You, is, that, is that because it'll go bad like from bacterial growth during right. the dehydration process? Right, but the dehydration process is in the bad food zone, yeah. I guess you could say, the temperature zone, yeah, the danger yeah, yeah, yeah. zone. Yeah, subscribe. Um, so people do it, and I haven't heard many bad things, but I also think the people that do it probably use it sooner and don't let it sit yeah. in long-term storage I didn't, kind of thing. I didn't think you could. I thought you would get sick for sure if you did that. I, I thought it was just a shelf life thing, and I was thinking like, oh, we'll just throw it in the freezer and then pull it out like the day before. But I've, I've never even considered trying to dehydrate anything dairy-based. No, because I mean, there's milk powder, there's butter right, powder, there's right, all those right. things you just buy yeah, that are safe, that yeah, are good for years. Yeah, I just didn't even know. Um, that's a great question, though. How much is a freeze dryer? Um, a small one is about three grand. Oh, <gasps> shit. Yeah, and that's a small one that has, like, a few trays. Like, maybe you can make two dinners, like, two batches of dinners. They're really small. But three grand. Why are they so expensive? Do you know? I, to be honest, I don't know. They're commercial, so... Okay. It's kind of a commercial machine. Okay. Maybe if it That's off. not cost feasible. No. No. I would love to have one. Yeah. yeah. It's just not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I got my wife one for Mother's Day. She doesn't know. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Blew the nest egg on a freeze dryer. <laughs> just what I wanted. Uh, here's another question. Uh, just what's your number one recipe? Uh, yeah, that's a good oh, question. Most popular, good. I assume. Mm. Or some of the most popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the black bean dip I showed you is really good. Yeah, that was um, amazing. The sun-dried tomato pesto pasta is really good. It's pinna pasto, sun-dried tomatoes, with pesto sauce, pesto sauce, Parmesan cheese. It's cold soaked. Dump it all in a bag and you're done. Nice. Um, trying to think. My drinks I really like. I just made a blueberry oat smoothie Ooh, that oh. tastes just like something you get at Jamba Juice. Nice. Um, add in four ounces of water and you've got 400 calories. Wow. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's all dry ingredients. It's super easy. We we. We, oh, cheesecake too. Strawberry cheesecake's another favorite. Oh, you're getting my wife's. My wife's. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yep. chocolate pudding. I've got cheesecake. I've got, oh, I made a pina colada, but actually you put booze in. Oh. Yeah. Is there like a backcountry foodie cocktail menu? I'm working on it. Like, nice. a, like a happy hour list? Because <laughs> um, Andy and I, we never get into, We you brought a drink mix once. And it was, was gross. Not good. No, it was gross. We won't say who it was from, but it was we, the, it was that one. It was like pocket cocktails or something. No, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was from Packet Gourmet. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. You're talking about the smoothie mix. Yes. Oh, that was from. Um, we the point is yeah. we we have never get into drinks. We just never think to. But talking to her, I'm like, man, that sounds think, really good. If you know how to do it, then I think you'll like it a lot better. Yeah, it's a good way to They're get really easy too. ingredients. Like yesterday, the oatmeal one was, let's see, freeze-dried, it's whole milk powder, freeze-dried blueberries, some oats, almonds that I ground up, and a little bit of brown sugar. And that was it. You just dumped it in a bag, four ounces of water. 
That does sound easy. Yeah, um, my peanut butter shake is peanut butter powder, chocolate, the carnation breakfast. Do you know those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, peanut butter powder, one of those, and whole milk powder. Done. 400 calories. Wow. We need to get into that. It's that easy. I know. <laughs> we, never, we just never think to but it. But we're also like, we're also not crushing my... <laughs> That's true. We'll just get fat out there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? We gotta be a little careful. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna ask the opposite of that of that question. What has been some something or some recipe that you were really excited about, or some kind of food that just didn't work out in terms of trying to prep it for the trail? Have you had anything that just like you're like, oh, I'm gonna make this or this type of food? I think it'll really dehydrate well or something. It just really didn't work out. Um, actually I was, I'm getting ready to do some backpacker magazine winter recipes and I made a pumpkin eggnog that I was super stoked about and it was horrible. <laughs> I just didn't get the pumpkin to rehydrate. It was just chunky and I was really disappointed because I thought that'd be an awesome winter drink. Yeah, it would be. Um, that yeah. sounds good. And chunky eggnog doesn't sound that no, good No, that sounds a little. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I've had some real disasters, but then I usually try and forget about them. Yeah. Because so have, bad. You, have there been any entertaining disasters you were willing to share? It's got to be. You got to like put some in the dehydrator and your van smelled like shit or something. <laughs> no, I don't think any entertaining ones. It's just the really bad and we'll take two tastes. And it, uh, There's a lot of food waste, unfortunately, in yeah, recipe development. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I have a stomachache because I think things are going to taste really good and then they might be horrible. Then I have to move on to the next recipe and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. Now that makes sense. A lot of good questions coming in, Allie. Um, here's a good one. Can you use ingredient... Use the ingredient list from a mountain house type meal and just dehydrate it yourself. Will it work that easily? Absolutely. I mean, you could try. That's actually what I do is I take um, just for inspiration. I get online and look at real recipes, like fresh recipes, um, because if I'm not ready, willing to eat it at home, I'm not going to eat it on the trail. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I get inspiration for something we normally eat at home for dinner, and then I convert that into dry ingredients. Um, So similar kind of thing. If you look at mountain house, see what's in it, then make your own. Reverse engineer the mountain. Reverse engineer. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Yep. Great. We Co- should be doing that. A couple yep. of odd specific questions. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> David Ebby asks, can you get your selenium from one Brazil nut per month? Um, we did it for per day for my keto kids. That was actually a prescribed thing. So one per day. Is that a thing? Brazil nuts a thing. are selenium, really yeah. high in selenium? Of, uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yes. I don't know if I've ever eaten a single Brazil nut. I don't know. Should I be? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm scared. This, this podcast really has me doubting how we prepare from a food standpoint. I thought we were doing. I thought, I we, thought were do- we were doing okay. Yeah, I thought we were doing okay too. Like dehydrating our own meals. Yeah. It just turns out we're just terrible yeah. at it. I, mean, I guess if you just dump shit into a dehydrator, you're gonna get shit out. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I didn't know that about Brazil nuts. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, or drink beer. It also is in beer, but. Oh, 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 we got that covered. We're doing We got that covered. Cool. We're going to live. <laughs> what, is there, have you ever come across any sort of like dehydrated beer powder? Does that ever exist? Does that exist at all? Not that I know about. Okay. I'm sure somebody's tried it, but yeah, not that I you know couldn't about. do it, right? Like you couldn't just pour beer in there and dehydrate it. It'd be gross, <laughs> right? Yeah. There'd be no fermentation. There's no carbonation. There's no carbonation. That's true. We could pack a soda stream in. <laughs> We have <laughs> talked about we that. Have, we have joked about that for a car camping overnight. I was packing a CO2 canister and a soda stream and having like a cocktail bar. We have actually joked about that. Um, all right. Any? Yeah. Um, Mike KS, are you using whole grain pasta? 
Um, I have before, but I found that it doesn't rehydrate as well. Um, so I primarily just use regular pasta. Okay. Um, I always tell people, and I don't know if this is true or not, is, is whole grain pasta always better than regular pasta, like from a nutritional standpoint, health standpoint? I think it depends on how it's manufactured okay. because there's a difference in like whole wheat and whole grain. So you true. have to really look at the label to see how it's been processed. And is the thing that's quote unquote good about whole wheat, whole grain, the fact that it has more fiber relative to its, okay. That's what right, I thought. It's more fiber. It's just not processed. Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. That's what I thought. Yeah. I never really asked somebody that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense that that would be healthier for you. Yeah. If it has more fiber. Okay. Uh, and they but, tend to be denser too is why they have a hard time rehydrating them. I didn't know like that. a whole week um, fusilli. It just tends to take a lot longer to dehydrate. So okay. oh. like angel, hair, angel, hair, angel hair pasta will rehydrate in five minutes. So I tend okay. to use a lot of that just because it's so easy. Yeah. Oh, that's a good pro tip. That, that is a great pro tip. Um, Allie? Yeah. Um, Jason Hikes and Stuff asked, uh, do you cold soak on the trails or use a stove or both? Do you have a preference? I do both. Um, after doing 100% cold soak on the Oregon coast, I missed hot breakfast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so lunch and dinner I can do fine, but wanting a hot breakfast, that's just how I need to get my morning started. So otherwise, yeah, I like cold soaking too. That's Cold soaking is something we've gotten more into. Yeah, we, we do it. Yeah, it's just so much more efficient from a like we'll have lunch and then cold soak part of our dinner like at lunch and then it's ready by the time we get to, to dinner. No, and actually the most common thing we do is we we'll eat breakfast yes. and then yes. cold add water to like yep. a like a bean mix and make right. like trail burritos and then by the time you stop for lunch it's already ready. To go. Yeah, yeah. So we've yep. done that more. I think the key is with that too is to eat foods that are meant to be cold. Yes. And not cold soak cold soak something that's actually meant to be hot. So Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Because I've known people to cold soak something that really doesn't taste nearly as good when it's cold versus the hot when it's supposed to be prepared that way. I can see that. Uh, what what are you what are you eating for breakfast on the trail? I want to ask you that. Um, I've actually switched over. I used to do a lot of oatmeal, but yeah. I've come up with some cereal recipes using like bran flakes, oh. uh, just to switch it totally up with like bran flakes, whole wheat, whole milk, um, nuts, coconut, shredded coconuts, some berries. Um, and then I do my yogurt, um, and then I've got some chia things that I've been doing some chia puddings. Um, okay. So I've switched it up a lot because I got so burnt out on the old stuff that yeah. Yeah. you're used to eating that yeah. I just kind of when, when you switched it up. When you think of backpacking breakfast, it's literally oatmeal or something from Mountain House. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. like I hate no it. in between. Andy, 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 I don't know if you got too burned out on oatmeal. I, I We moved away from oatmeal. I'm kind of getting back into oatmeal. Um, he hates it. It must be, I was thinking, it must be so sweet to backpack with her. Like all the food she's making. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... Yeah, I've got an awesome cheese grits recipe. It tastes Ooh. just like, like homemade cheese grits with some hot sauce on it. Even my dad was excited about oh. it. He was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good. Um, and scrambled eggs. I've got a veggie scramble, too, that I made. Do you, for scrambled eggs, do you use, like, egg powder? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you, do you, um, do you have to do that in, like, a skillet and, like, mix it up? Like, how do you... Or you just add water? Like, hot, you just add water yeah, and hot water to it? Yeah, it's tricky. I've got my pot. Okay. <laughs> so, I just got... This is my pot. It's only 14 ounces because our meals are so small that you don't need the gigantic ones, or I think a lot of people carry the really big ones. Yeah. Um, is that I... Um, just put the powder, everything like the veggies and everything in there in the powder. And I just constantly stir. I keep it as low a heat as possible okay. and just keep stirring, stirring, stirring until it turns into like scrambled eggs texture and you immediately take it out and then you're done. So are you using, a, then, can are you using a canister stove? 
for that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I want to transition to an alcohol stove because I don't like the waste of the canisters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I haven't had a chance to do that because we haven't been backpacking, but yeah. that's the next step. Yeah, we, we go back and forth. But for, I was thinking for something like what you're describing, being able to modulate the heat. Yeah. It's very difficult on an alcohol stove. Right. Um, so, like, that's one thing. But ain't, we've been, we go back and forth. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's almost permanently alcohol stove. I go back and forth depending on the trip. We went through a, a we went through an alcohol stove phase for several years. Yes. Uh, I, it, I enjoy them, but. It's just a little bit more work. In the winter, it sucks. In the summer, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, that's a great, that's a great question. The tortilla one? Yeah, I was going to ask. All right. Do tortillas offer much nutrition? <laughs> <laughs> It's called very, it's very popular trail food. Well, well, it's probably it's probably like, well, what kind of tortilla is it? In general, How though, is it, yeah, right? what, yeah, what is the deal with tortillas? Good, bad? No? Should we not be In eating general, them? for what I my style of meal planning is, they're too heavy. And yes. for the amount of weight, they don't provide the amount of nutrition that something else that I like to eat does. So I don't even include them. I want to say they're like, I forget now. I think they're like 62 calories per ounce or something. I've forgotten exactly. Um, so they don't even go in my backpack because I'd much rather eat that kind of, eat that amount of food weight for something else that would give me like protein, mm. vitamins, minerals, like everything mm. all in one. Is there efficiency? Is there like an alternative to a tortilla that w- would be a better choice? Like if people want some type of device to put food in, like that's Yeah, like, yeah, that's I a know, question. that's the only problem. Yeah. 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 You don't really have another like vehicle, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah. So what I ended up doing, I actually, I made a cream, strawberry cream cheese dip um, mm. that I do for breakfast too. So that I actually am able to, that's so high calorie and has everything in it that the tortilla kind of is not so bad because I've managed to equal it all out. You eat so much better. (laughs) Cause like we, we think we do pretty good. No, we suck. Yeah, but we're pretty good compared to a lot of people. But at least we're not like just. Just straight powdered potatoes and pasta sides. No, and, and a lot of people, that's what a lot of people are. Um, but hearing you talk about what you eat, I'm like, oh my God, we've got well, a ways to I'm go. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm we're going to start eating better. You have got to start selling this food. I, I, that's what we're hoping. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, so everybody, everybody watching, you need to subscribe. Yeah. So Please we get subscribe. Yeah. So yes. 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 No, um, you have because got to start selling this. Until this takes off. Um, <laughs> Let's get you a Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something. Yeah, so we, we would we would shell out a lot for. I mean, Andy and I are into food, and we've we've shelled a lot of money at like Packet Gourmet, trying to get something better than a standard Mountain House. Yeah, I'm fine and paying no, for and nothing good has food. come close to what you're talking about. <laughs> I have strawberry cheese cream dip. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. It's nothing's like that. Um, so wait, so. You know, the, the website's back, Country Foodie. You're on Instagram. What are some other ways that people can can find you and follow you? And, and you know? Do you have a YouTube channel? You said you yes. made some YouTube videos. We have okay. a YouTube channel. We are starting to do pretty well of making regular videos, but we've just gotten so busy trying to get the website up yeah. and going so we can transition into the food production that okay. we just haven't had time. We'll, so. And we'll put... We'll put all the links to, all, I haven't put any comments in this video right now, like in the description, okay. but when this is done, I'll put the links to all your stuff down there. Um, okay. And also on the podcast. So people can check that out. Um, here is a question. <laughs> no, no, this is funny. So <laughs> tortillas, AKA the trail plate. I like that. If you have to take chips on the trail, is there like a better type of chip? Like, like you talk, you chip. talk about Fritos and stuff like that. I take but Fritos. Okay. What about Doritos? Where do they f- fall into like the healthiness range? Or is that a th- okay? So 
That's what we always okay, eat. Okay, so <laughs> we are known. We are known in our videos for bringing Doritos with us. I've seen amounts of them. Okay, that, that that's better than like a potato chip, maybe? Or is it all the same? Is it all the same garbage? I would say it's all the same. I haven't eaten a Dorito in so many years, I don't even remember what's in them. <laughs> probably garbage. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. eaten them, they're not good. Yeah, they're probably um, garbage. Our mom wants to know, I, you said you, you do a grits, right? Yes. What yeah, about a cheese what a, grits? What about a cream of cream of rice? What is that? Very random, uh, mom. Not a cream of I have a blueberry cream of wheat, cream but of not wheat. a cream of okay. white okay. rice. Okay. I did just make a strawberry rice pudding, though. Of course. What's the most? Okay. What's the most like? What's the most ornate meal you've made on the trail? Oh gosh, everybody thinks they all are, even though they're super simple. Well, everything you've said sounds pretty yeah, ornate. So. Like I said, if I'm not willing to eat it at home, it's not going with me. So yeah. it's normal food. Yeah. So it's not typical hiker food they're going to buy off the middle aisle shelves that are like rice sides and pasta yeah. sides and stuff. Do uh like do you ever go like when you were when you go backpacking stuff and like people see you at camp are people like what the hell has she got over there? Exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody followed her. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's sweet. Oh, our mom's ragging us for eating Doritos. Oh, okay, popular opinion: Mountain House Chili Mac is basically Chili Mac Hamburger Helper. Is this true? I would probably guess so. I haven't looked at it again. I haven't looked at these things in so long. Yeah. But I think it's essentially like Chili Mac, isn't it? Like Hamburger Helper. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever, do you like in terms of investigating what's out there, do you, do you go, I mean, cause you had a backpacker's pantry. Do you just, do you go buy them and eat them as you're like reverse engineering them or working with that? Like, so are you still consuming them regularly? Like the, the box brand stuff? Not anymore. That's probably six years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I, as we were beginning all this, that's what I did. I bought a ton of this stuff. Yeah. And then it was like, this stuff is, hor- sorry, all the other brands out there. Yeah. But yeah. I, I couldn't eat it. I mean, it was horrible. So that was part of the prepping for the PCT is I realized I can't eat that stuff. So I really got to figure this out. Okay. So I've just kept those bags for like visuals to show like the difference of uh, what's out okay. there versus what we do. Okay. Okay. I was curious because it, it always seems to me like, Rarely do I see the flavors of like the mountain houses or the backpacker pantries adapt or change. They release mountain like house a, might put out a new yeah. flavor every like two years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe I don't, I don't follow. We'll have to ask some people. I know. Yeah. Um, but I always see, I always see the same ones yep. like over and over again. I don't, I don't ever see. And there's talking to you. I'm like these, there's so many more options. I know. You know, that's why you got to got to subscribe. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Right? <laughs> I, know. I know. That's pretty crazy. Um, all right. There any... are a lot of cottage uh, foods. Yeah, yes. I, I want to come up. They're doing a really good job. I so. want to talk to I'll you. I'll give about the that. shout out to those guys. So what? Um, so the only one I know, there's one in Minnesota that Shug eats. I don't remember the name of. I don't and, know. And Packet Gourmet. Packet Gourmet is big right now. But um, what are some other like what are ones that you would say are like doing it right? Um, Heather's Choice is doing really well. I've heard of that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Food for the Soul is doing really well. Um, Bushkis Kitchen. Um, there's two that have gone out of business, unfortunately. Um, Trail Fork was doing really well. And then Backpacker's Bistro was another one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, she moved to Australia, so she's not available anymore. But. I've never heard. I've heard of the first one. Yeah. I'd never heard of any of those, though. No. Yeah, wow. they're out there. They're doing, they're going to be like us. They're just small shops yeah. that are out there yeah. putting out good food. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine logistically how difficult that is to set up. So Yeah, I was going to ask you. So like we, when you're getting ready to do this, are you doing this? Are you doing are you cooking all the meals in the van? 
No, we found it. We're, we're thinking about either moving to New Mexico or Oregon. Okay. Um, so we set, found incubator kitchens in okay. both places. Okay. So essentially you go and rent their space oh. and do all your prep there and you store everything there. And that way we go back to the van. We don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the plan is to do the incubator stuff, see if it works well, and then okay. we'll progress into having our own kitchen kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. At, um, at, o- at Ohio, we're from Columbus, at Ohio State. Ohio State had a had a kitchen you could rent and do that exactly. It was so cool. I'd never seen a like commercial kitchen before, um, and people would come in not for backpacking, but they would rent it out, and it was exactly what you're describing. And I didn't realize that was a thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's... makes total sense. Um, very cool. All right, anything else? I think it's just a bunch a of lot st- of Doritos comments. Yeah, <laughs> that's classic. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, no, I think I think what we need to do is we definitely need to do a part two here and we'll we'll have a bunch of like when you when you questions. start selling food, we're going to buy a ton of it and then we'll we'll like prep it all and eat it on stream. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. eat it on stream oh. with you or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really like, fun. oh, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> and make, make some cocktails we can buy, too. Um Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, this was this amazing. Was really we get really so fun. many we get so many questions about dehydrating, and we we just like yeah, just throw the stuff in there and turn the knob and go. Uh, yep. But like this uh, is nope. way more yeah. informative. Um, <laughs> so please check out everyone listening, and this will be up as a podcast, and this will stay on YouTube this live stream. But please check out Aaron's website, Backcountry Foodie. I will put all the links down there. We are waiting with bated breath for you to start producing food. Yeah, yeah and take your take your food game. Everybody, yes. take your food game up to the yes. next level. Yes. Let's move away from yeah. potatoes. You, so you can still eat Doritos, but yeah. let's, let's, yeah. let's throw in some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Aaron. Yeah, this was, this awesome. was really yeah, thanks fun. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Yeah, thanks a we lot, We will everybody. see everybody the next time we do this.